miss any of our best interviews or show segments? They're all available via the podcast. Go to TeamMyrtleBeach.com, click on the Schedule tab, and select The Drive with Aaron Marks. You can learn a little bit about our staff and download all of our best segments to listen to at a later time. Welcome back. Good Wednesday morning to you. Sports Radio 100.3 The Team. We are 24 minutes past the hour. Gorgeous morning if you're indoors. A little cold outside. I just refreshed my little weather app on my phone. It says it's 39 degrees outside, Pat. That is, uh, are you wearing shorts today? I am not. That's that's a good call. I wore shoes as well. Didn't, oh, wow. Didn't oh, want really? to, but I had to. Really? So yeah. you, you actually had to tie some laces this morning. Yeah, I did not feel you, like it. Do you remember how to do that? I do. I, yeah, I remember how to tie my shoes, yes. That's good. All right. Uh, <laughs> it's going to warm back up, so it'll, it'll, it'll feel like the beach again here in uh, the next uh, 24 hours or so. I think tomorrow is supposed to be like 75, 80 degrees once again. So it's all good. Uh, talking a lot of different topics today, a lot of different topics. We've got a bunch of poll questions for you on uh, Twitter concerning great streaks, looking at what the UConn women's basketball team has accomplished and comparing that to some of the other great streaks in sports. We talked some NASCAR nicknames earlier. Let us know your favorite nickname on uh, Twitter. We dubbed our champ of our brackets. Both of us went with the Intimidator, uh, Dale Earnhardt. Easy. We went with the one seed. We went with the one seed. And uh, we've been talking a little baseball as well. But right now, I want to talk a little NBA basketball. Golden State uh, loses again last night. And finding out, as this guy writes, that the... Uh, Warriors learning wins record is not a formality. Joining us on the line, he's a featured columnist, NBA writer at BleacherReport.com, Dan Favali, giving us a few minutes. And Dan, yeah, Golden State, what's, uh, uh, Draymond Green says they're getting bored with the season, that they just want the season to end at this point. What's going on with this team right now? Is it anything that their fans should be concerned about? I wouldn't think it's something they should be concerned about looking at the big picture of a, of a postseason push. Every team is, is normally, at least all the great ones are normally more engaged when it comes around to playoff time. But the Warriors have been sort of operating on borrowed time for a little bit with their pursuit of 73 wins. They've been playing a little bit sloppier since the All-Star break. Um, they've had these games where they fall behind and need to come back in the fourth quarter. They, they really haven't had a game like last night where they're up by as many as 17 points and then just squander that lead to what is clearly an inferior basketball team. But Stephen Curry struggled. Draymond Green committed a bunch of turnovers. The offense looked out of whack at points. They weren't missing some three-pointers that they normally take. And the last thing is, is you get a team's best every night when you're trying to chase this record. You've become the standard for for greatness, and teams aren't going to quit on you. You have a squad like the Boston Celtics that's going to get up uh, for a late-season outing with you. A team like the Minnesota Timberwolves doesn't really have anything to play for. They're going to go out there and try and beat you, and that wears on you. So that's something the Warriors are going to have to um, keep in mind as they try and go perfect for the rest of the season just to get to those 73 wins. But if they don't get there, this team does seem mentally strong enough to not let it affect them in the playoffs. How much do you think pursuit of this record has impacted them, though, with all the coverage and all the talk and and everything that goes with it? It definitely has to start taking its toll. Um, and it might just be once you see that the goal is in sight and you're supposed to get there, maybe they're getting a little nervous and, and playing tighter than they normally would or just missing shots that they normally would. Uh, you have also haven't had guys get as much rest as they were during the season. Yes, Andre Godala was injured, so he got an extended stay on the sidelines. Harrison Barnes got an extended stay on the sidelines. But there was a point at the beginning of the year 
where Stephen Curry and Draymond Green and Klay Thompson rarely had to play fourth quarters, and now all of a sudden it seems like they're on the floor all the time uh, during crunch time, and that could affect you too as far as the team goes because this team made a deep playoff push last season. They're going to have to make another one this year if they want to win the title, and that starts to take a physical toll. And then it's like you said, all this coverage, all the talk of are they better than the 95-96 Bulls, are this year's Spurs as good as them, that will start to take a mental toll on the Warriors as well, and, and everything we've seen probably over the past couple of weeks might be a manifestation of, of all the physical and mental pressure that Golden State is facing. Dan Favalli, NBA writer with BleacherReport.com, giving us a few minutes this morning talking about Golden State's pursuit of a record. And when you look at those four remaining games, Dan, they got the Spurs tomorrow night and then at San Antonio coming up on Sunday. So do they get it? My gut still says yes, because I've been saying they've been, we're going to get it for so long, but having those two matchups against the Spurs is tough. Their only saving grace might be that Greg Popovich shouldn't be playing his entire team on both of those nights, or maybe either of those nights. He may elect for some rest, because the Spurs uh, would have to see the Warriors pretty much lose out, just have a shot at first place, so, so maybe he doesn't view uh, those games as meaningful. But the Spurs have a home record of their own right now to defend. They haven't lost uh, at home all year. Uh, they are where the Warriors were just you know, last week. And if you're facing Golden State and you have a chance to remain undefeated at home, while the Spurs might say that means nothing to you, that is an incentive for them to play everybody. And that's a tough place to go in there and win, especially with the way the Warriors have been playing lately. So I think the other three games, even the one against the Spurs at Oracle Arena, those are games that the Warriors will win. The big question mark right now is, is what will they do when they travel to San Antonio? And that a lot of that will depend on what version of the Spurs they're facing. And if Golden State wins tomorrow night, which I think they will, I think they'll turn around and win and beat the Spurs at home, and I agree with you that uh, Popovich might not play his entire lineup tomorrow, but at let's say they win at the Grizzlies on for, on Saturday night, I mean, that game's Sunday night. This is everything the NBA could have hoped for. San Antonio's home record versus Golden State going for the uh, all-time record and more wins than the Bulls. Surely Popovich has got to realize you know, the gravity of that situation, right? Or would he actually sit some of his star players in that situation? <laughs> it really could go either way. I think he would have to understand uh, the stakes, especially if you're not even talking about the Warriors, but you're looking at um, their own home record. But it is Greg Popovich, and he could look at it and say, um, hey, at least we're not going to be win number 73, where the schedule might have been shaping up to where the Spurs would have been the 73rd victory if the Warriors won. So maybe that's an incentive for him to bench some of his guys. The Spurs are very clearly focused on the postseason. They've said it for the past month now. Uh, they don't think their regular season record means anything. So Popovich will always be a threat to rest whoever he wants, and it's really impossible to tell, even with those stakes, who is actually going to play on Sunday night, if it, if it gets to that point with the Warriors. But I do think if, if you're the Spurs and you have a chance to remain undefeated at home and, and you see the Warriors going for win number 72 on your turf, I do think that's at least enough motivation for Popovich to consider treating this like a playoff game. And my guess, my loose guess is that he would, but it's just so tough to predict what Greg Popovich is thinking. Man, gosh, I, everybody would hope so. Everybody would want to see the best matchup that night, so hopefully he goes that route. Uh, final thoughts, Dan, on, on this uh, particular matchup between these two teams. How 
how dangerous is San Antonio for Golden State when it comes time for the postseason? They're clearly the most dangerous team in the league uh, outside of Oakland right now. We saw it in their one win over the Warriors this season. If they can dictate the pace and force the Warriors into more of a half-court style, the Spurs are going to have the edge. The issue, for me at least, is that over the course of a seven-game series, the Warriors are going to make adjustments. They are built to succeed in the half-court uh, they have that talent. Stephen Curry can score in the half court. Draymond Green and Klay Thompson can do so as well. And the more important thing is, is that Golden State is going to force you to play its own style at some point. The Spurs aren't going to use dual big lineups uh, all the time against the Warriors. They even catered to that a little bit when they beat the Warriors. But Golden State can take it to a different level by playing Draymond Green at center, and that could realistically force the Spurs to pull both Tim Duncan and Lamarcus Aldridge off the floor where they would have to use Boris Diaw at center, and that's a really big adjustment to make. The Spurs might have the personnel to carve out a lineup that can contend with Golden State's death squad, but if you look over the course of a seven-game series, it just seems like San Antonio would be the one that has to make more adjustments. And when you're put in that position, you're not really in good shape uh, to win. So I would still pick the Warriors in the seven-game series. I do think the Spurs can win two or three games, but when you're just looking at who would take that matchup? I just think with all the styles that Golden State can play, it would still be the Warriors, regardless of how this regular season ends. Is this postseason really about these two teams, or is there someone else out there lurking that you think could uh, maybe shock some folks? You always have to keep an eye on the Thunder. They've sort of become a forgotten contender at this point. Uh, out east, you do have the Cavaliers, but in terms of just looking for who is fit to win the championship right now, it seems like it's the Warriors, the Spurs, and then everyone else, and that you're really sort of just left to look for other surprises. Uh, out east should really just be a dogfight through to the Eastern Conference Finals when you have the Hawks surging, the Raptors have been great this year, the Celtics are more of a threat to win the east than anyone realized, so that will be fun to watch, but no matter who you pit up against, the Warriors and the Spurs in the NBA Finals, and we have to assume one of those two teams are going to get there, they're going to be the heavy favorites to win that series. Would you like to see them get rid of conferences for the postseason? Yes, I'm absolutely a fan. I like the idea of seeing the 16 best teams um, play in the postseason. The NBA did a nice job of getting halfway there by sort of uh, ditching the divisional incentives, but I do think at some point, even if it's not for a while, that you're eventually going to just want to see the flat-out 16 best teams make the playoffs. If you're going to throw more than half the league into the postseason, I think that's the way that you have to do it. Yep, I totally agree. Good stuff. You guys can read all of these latest articles related to the NBA at BleacherReport.com. Dan Favalli giving us a few minutes this morning. Dan, appreciate the time. We'll see how it all shakes out. We'll talk postseason here in a week or two, all right? Most definitely. Thanks for having me. Take right. care. Thank you. Yeah, Pat, I mean, how unfortunate is it that the NBA championship isn't going to be either the Warriors versus the Spurs or the Thunder. I mean, come on. Like, you got Cleveland is full of issues. Nobody knows if LeBron's coming back next year. He makes all this, you know, big to-do about unfollowing the Cavaliers on Twitter and then refollowing him. And those are the things we have to talk about in Cleveland for basketball. They're a good team. They'll probably win the East. They don't hold a candle to any of these teams in the West, though. No. That's my big thing. It's not even so much about the best 16 teams. For me, it's about seeding them. 1 through 16, and then, I mean, forget the travel. These guys are so used to the travel. They've got private jets. It's not like, you know, they sit in a lazy boy recliner on a private jet watching TV, 
You know, it's not like the, getting on a plane is they don't they don't get on a plane like you and I do. You know, it's not like they have to do that every time they have to travel back and forth to a game. No, I agree with you. I think there should be some some changes to the NBA playoffs, top 16 teams, but I do believe there should be eight from each conference, and then you rank them 16. That way, okay. each conference because you just, do play your conference right. more often. And so eight teams from the East, eight teams from the West, and then rank them one through 16, uh, regardless of what conference they're in. I, I would like that as well. It is unfortunate that we're not going to see the Spurs and the Warriors in the final, but I think it's going to make a hell of a, a Western Conference Finals, and I totally expect both those teams to make it that far. In terms of the last couple games, Popovich is going to arrest those guys. I, I don't see how he plays them against the Warriors. I really don't. And I, I, I don't. I think they do lose one of the games of the Spurs. I really do. So, you don't think Adam Silver calls up Popovich and is like, Pop, listen, we put you guys on Sunday Night Basketball. <laughs> uh, ABC, this is nationally televised. You uh, will play Tim Duncan, Tony Parker. <laughs> Hey, do, do me a favor, Pop. Just go, ahead, just go ahead and play all your stars. Listen, look, here's the deal, dude. You know you're gonna you're gonna at least have these folks stay tuned through halftime. We'll, we'll give you the Houston Rockets in the first round. That way, you guys can go ahead and just really just play four games and walk home. All right, good stuff. Uh, lots to talk about with the NBA as we get closer to the playoffs. Four games go. I do not think Golden State gets the record. They have the uh, Spurs twice and the Grizzlies twice. Grizzlies home on the road, Spurs home on the road. And they play the Grizzlies Saturday night on the road and then the Spurs Sunday night on the road. And this was <coughs> excuse me, one of the games we identified a couple weeks ago that they would lose down the stretch, having back-to-back road games with the second coming at San Antonio. So even if San Antonio rests, guys, I think San Antonio could still win that game. All right, uh, we're going to hit a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll uh, go through some of your tweets. We'll talk about the best streaks in sports. We'll also revisit our discussion on sliding in baseball. Was Jose Batista actually interfering, or should that have been a legally called play? We'll discuss more on that coming up next. First, I want to remind you, you're listening to The Drive, and we're presented by HTC Digital Cable. And HTC Digital Cable's fiber network can connect your family to hundreds of HD channels and exclusive local programming. So your family is guaranteed nights of home entertainment with only the push of a button. Reliable connections from a local company for over 60 years. That's HTC. And now today, you can discover a fun new way to watch TV anytime, anywhere. The TV Everywhere app is included with your HTC Digital Cable subscription. To learn more and get signed up, give them a call. HTC, this is life. Connect with it. All right, we'll revisit some of our poll question discussions concerning streaks in sports, baseball slides, and best nicknames in NASCAR, all coming up next. 